building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Happy Tuesday, Giant Builders. So um, today I have Dr. Loretta Phillips, in which case, you know, first off, I want to say, Giant Builders, that I really appreciate you listening in. I get so much out of these speakers, and I hope you do too. And if you have somebody that you would like to see on the show, please let me know. But for today's episode, I believe that if you have any family or friends who need a little assistance, a boost in their relationships, this would be a good one to send them to. So, hey, Dr. Loretta, how are you? I'm well. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Absolutely. So as you mentioned, my name is Dr. Loretta Phillips. I am by day a clinician here in the state of California, meaning I work with patients who are seriously mentally ill. So they have diagnosis as such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorders, uh, maybe some personality disorders. Uh, I work with both children and adolescents. And by night, I put on my other cape and I'm a relationship and uh, transformational coach um, and, and mental health. Um, so I work with also, again, adults, uh, couples, or uh, individuals who are having issues in their relationships, or maybe um, they're looking for love um, and having uh, troubles in that trouble in that area of finding it. Um, prior to this, I was a deputy sheriff at the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department for about 12 years. So I transitioned into this field probably in about 2018. You've got a lot of superpowers. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you find is one of the biggest issues in relationships? My belief, and based on my research, the biggest issues in relationship is trust. It seems as though once that trust is violated, for whatever reasons, it is really difficult to get that trust back. And I've seen trust violated in ways of infidelity, um, in ways of uh, money, right? One partner or the other is spending money secretively and not telling the other partner. Um, with with the children, you know, trust seems to be the biggest issue that I've come across. How do we gain trust back? I think the best way to gain trust back is to have that, come, what I call come to Jesus conversations, right? You sit down with your partner and you let them know what this what these things are doing to you, right? And of course you wanna use I statements. So I feel X, Y, and Z when you do blah, blah, blah. And I think it doesn't hurt to have um, some sort of like a time frame. Like I need you to do these things for me in the next fill in the blank for me to know that you're serious about this relationship and that you want us to work. Again, it's like I said, it's really something hard to do, but it's it's possible. I don't want anyone to think that it's not possible to gain the, your, your trust back with your partner. You got to work together. Okay. So it sounds to me like um, you're talking about creating some boundaries. Correct. What, what goes through that process? So again, it starts off with communication, right? I think that's the second biggest issue that I found as well as the research support in many relationships that communication seems to be 
a downfall, right? We don't know how to converse with each other um, and, and share our genuine thoughts and, and concerns and what we want out of this relationship. And so, like I said, have those conversations and what it, what it means to you, right? Um, let your partner know what you want out of the relationship. Um, I think some people struggle early on in their relationships when they're dating and not being really upfront and honest then. I figure, why waste your time? If you're in a, if you're dating and you're going out and, and hanging out with someone and you know you know what you want, tell them, right? Because you don't want any surprises down the line. So again, having having communication, letting them know where you stand, what you won't tolerate. And you need to be very honest with yourself in setting boundaries about your deal breakers. You know, some people deal breakers aren't the same. For example, mine would be infidelity, right? Some people could work through that. And that's totally fine. That is your choice. But again, being very upfront in the beginning of your relationships and letting your partners know what you want. Okay. Well, communication's a tough thing. Are there different ways or styles of communicating with people? Yeah, so there are four um, communication styles. There are there's um, aggressive, assertive, uh, passive aggressive, and I always forget. Yeah, passive, passive aggressive, assertive, and uh, aggressive. Of course, you want to be assertive, right? Meaning you say what's on your mind, being respectful, being kind, but getting your point across. When you're you're passive or passive aggressive, that tends to set of tone that maybe you're maybe a little more uh, laid back and, and not too concerned about what's going on. Um, people who tend to be passive, unfortunately, it feels as if they, and I've heard this many times, I don't like saying it, but you know they just kind of let people walk all over them, right? And, and you don't want to have that type of communication style. You wanna be assertive. And again, letting people know what you want and what you expect. Do you feel like we learn these communication styles as a young person? And if we're in this habit of communicating this way, how do we change that? So absolutely. I believe that we do learn these um, communication styles and a lot of other things in our childhood, right? Our environment sets the tone with our with our parents and, and that first relationship with our caregivers, right? I, I tend to share this story um, about my own mother and her communication style. So she was raised in that era where children are to be seen and not to be heard, right? And so um, as an adult, that made it very difficult for her to communicate because she it's difficult for her to get her point across. And when she's trying to have these serious, meaningful conversations, she ends up becoming very frustrated, right? Because she she just can't do it. Or she doesn't say anything at all, right? And so then sometimes she's being taken advantage of, not by me, of course, well, but by others, right, in, in relationships. And so, yeah, your childhood really did, really do sets the tone for your adult conversations, right? And so there, there's things you can do to work on that. First, you got to recognize that it's a problem with anything, right? And then if it's your partner, maybe someone you're in an intimate relationship with, or maybe even a, a coworker or whatever, I don't think there's an issue with explaining your communication style. 
I mean, and be creative, right? If you have trouble verbalizing, write it down. That's okay too. Send send an email. That's totally fine. The point is you want to be heard and you want to be validated. And you really want someone to listen to you. And that's important because when we keep things in, it causes a magnitude of other issues. So what if the person doesn't recognize that they have a communication problem? So like, for example, I have a person in my life mm-hmm. who talks about needing things done, but never asks anybody to do that. But she doesn't really recognize it as a concern. It's just the way she thinks she can get things done. It's almost very manipulative. in mm-hmm. a sense. Mm-hmm. How does one bring about that? Either that's just not a good way to communicate or that you personally don't want to be communicated that way. Depending on the relationship and you, how, how comfortable you feel with this individual and how long you've known them. Um, I would sit down with them and let them know that you have something um, to talk about with them. I wouldn't just like have, have you seen that show like intervention? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do something like that where they feel like they're caught off guard, but just let them know that um, you have something to talk to them about and, and how it's affecting you and the relationship. And I always suggest too, to write down these things because in the moment we tend to forget mm-hmm. what it is that we're trying to relay um, and let them know that it's out of love right? Like I want this relationship to work, but these are the struggles that I'm having in this relationship and, and bring it to their attention. And I think if they, if they are also um, serious about the relationship and want the relationship to work in terms, they'll, they'll take your advice and you guys can work together. Okay. But I think anytime things come from the heart and genuine, it does really set the tone. Yes. Yes. So, well, okay. So speaking of coming from the heart, um, Talk to me about some of the love languages. Oh, good Lord. Love languages. So words of affirmation. Sometimes I have trouble remembering all of them. Words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. I myself am a acts of service kind of girl. You do the dishes. Oh, my God. I'm in love. (laughs) the one for me <laughs> but yeah definitely uh like i said uh there's five love languages that i just went over and there i mean at least a lot of these things you could probably google right and there's also little tests for uh the the love languages that you can complete and figure out what your love language is like i said for me i didn't have to do the test i automatically knew that i'm an active service kind of girl mm-hmm. and again communication it goes back to communication have these conversations with your partner the things that you need in order for this relationship to function for you to be feel validated for you to feel loved and this this relationship to work um you know, I'm a, I would imagine that um, we get into relationships because these are the things that we want out of out of our lives, right? And so you have those conversations with them. What's your love language? Do you know yours? Mine's access service. Access service. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's something about those dishes and a maybe a vacuum across the floor. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say in my relationship, this is confusing. So my husband's interpretation of my love language being acts of services as that I give my love in servicing, which is true. But also I feel like, well, at the reverse, I feel more loved when somebody is doing something for me. Right. 
Well, right. he just thinks it's because I just love serving people. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I think too that we need to um, understand that your partner's love language doesn't mean that that's just what they want to do for you, that they feel loved when you do that. For them. Right, right. I, I think that's great that he thinks that way, that you're, you're, you know, servicing and being there others. I mean, there's a lot of things to be right appreciated mm -hmm. in terms of servicing others, right? We, we feel really good about ourselves, but it's also nice for those things to be reciprocated. Yeah. Right. And so have him take the test. That would be a great idea. Like, oh, let's he's, together. He's, he's the feeling person. He's the feeling person. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. But yeah, um, again, it still goes back to communication. And, and letting him know when you do these things. It's funny, I too recently had a conversation with my husband about acts of service, but I didn't quite say acts of service. I just said, you know, I would feel so much better if you would help me out and maybe vacuum every now and then, or, you know, do the dishes. And he sat there and stared at me. And I was like, okay, I have to go further with this. Here's the thing, you know, I work X amount of hours in the day and I would love to come home and spend more time with you, but gosh, I have these things to do. And if you kind of took care of it and then the next day I came home, you vacuumed. <laughs> Communication, it worked. <laughs> it worked, it worked, it worked. It actually really does work. And like I said, you don't want, again, and, and it goes back to the styles, right? I wasn't being aggressive and I definitely wasn't being passive. I was somewhat assertive, a little bit playful, right? Um, because I know my partner and I know what type of communication works for him. If I come off as aggressive, forget it. You know, mm -hmm. he becomes defensive. He goes inward and the conversation is over, right? You have to know your partner. You have to know their communication styles as well, right? And how and how they want to be spoken to, because if you don't, it goes it goes nowhere. So is there a particular, I don't know, style or type of person that um, people talk to you about often? Absolutely. Narcissistics. Um, that seems to be a, a big topic now that I heard that being thrown out a lot that this person's narcissistic and, you know, um, this guy that I went on a date with is narcissistic and whatever, you know, along those lines, but, um, narcissistic personality disorder is a disorder that is really hard to diagnose. Mm -hmm. And the joke is mostly because you can't get a narcissist to come in to this to a clinic to be diagnosed right because what do we know about people that are truly narcissistic they're manipulative the world revolves around them it is you not them you know all these things so you can't really diagnose someone because they don't come in to be diagnosed but i think it is important to um, identify narcissistic traits in an individual and so just know that men and women can be uh can have narcissistic traits um, research shows that mostly men are, are narcissistic and it does boil down to, um, childhood, right? Maybe either over affection by parents or not enough affection and attention by parents. Um, and so narcissistic traits would be someone who's self-absorbed. Again, it's all about me. 
Um, they're self-centered, they're arrogant, um, they have an excessive need for admiration, uh, they're selfish, they can be demanding, uh, has that sense of entitlement, and um, very manipulative, as I, as I mentioned earlier. So if you are in a relationship with someone and, and you're noticing these traits, first of all, run. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of there quick. <laughs> and don't look back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it, it's, it's not uncommon, right? Um, but, you know, one or two of these things that I just mentioned, okay, it happens. We're human or whatever. But if you're seeing, I would say, a plethora, maybe five or more, that is concerning. Um, because guaranteed you're not going to get your needs met in this relationship. Guaranteed you're going to feel like you're the crazy one in the relationship. Guaranteed your self-esteem will plummet because that's what narcissists do, right? Um, they make you feel like you are, you are the problem. Um, and so again, that it's really tricky to work to be in a relationship with a narcissist because you really want them to go get the help, but it's difficult getting them to get the help because they don't really realize that they have some issues that they need to work on. Um, but it, it, it's not impossible, but it's just ch very challenging. Sounds like a very painful relationship. Yeah, it can be mm -hmm. uh, based on the fact that I was married to one previously. Okay. And so, yeah, it was it was not fun and it I really did think that it was me and not that individual for a short time right mm -hmm. um because unfortunately he had managed to manipulate a lot of the situations we were in and I second-guessed myself mm -hmm. often mm -hmm. um and so it wasn't until I think I became exhausted of course family members um chiming in and then at first you don't listen, of course, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're starting to see it for yourself. And then eventually, I think the, the last thing that happens, you don't recognize yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. You look in the mirror and that person that you once were, you, you're no longer. And it physically, you don't recognize yourself anymore. I know I lost tons of weight. Um, you know, that was part of it and other things that was going on too. Mm -hmm. And then I realized enough is enough. And then I gained the strength to walk away. So those are really challenging relationships to be in. And you really need a lot of support and people around you that love you to help you see that this is not beneficial to you. Oh, well, I'm so glad that you recovered from that. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was many, many moons ago. And yeah. it did take, it, it took some time, you know, and a lot of work, a lot of uh, conversations with myself about knowing my worth. And I would relay that message to anyone, know your worth, know that you are here for a purpose and the purpose is not to be emotionally or physically abused, um, it's to be loved and to give love. And so those things are important. Oh, thank you. That was wonderful. Thank you. Well, any closing thoughts? Any closing thoughts? Yeah, I think that as I mentioned, relationships are difficult. They'll all present with some challenges. Um, when people say we never argue, don't believe it. Um, you know, it's but like you have a pulse. <laughs> exactly. Like you're human, you're going to have different opinions, and uh -huh. that is okay. 
right? We could we could talk about those things, respect each other. Let me hear you out, validate what you're you're saying. I don't necessarily have to agree with it, but I should listen and and give you that platform, right? Um, but know that there's there's help, you know, whether you seek therapy or coaching, there's there's help out there. Um, I will leave my information here. Oh. So again, my, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Yes. I do want your contact information. We'll put it, um, we'll put it just below. So anybody can reach out to you. Oh, perfect. Mm -hmm. So again, my name is Dr. Billups. The name of my agency is cultivating your life. And you could go to the website, cultivatingyourlife.com, or you can email me at dr.billups at cultivating your life. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and just your wisdom. I, I'm sure that many people need to hear those words. Thank you very much. And I appreciate your time. And Giant Builders, I wish you nothing but love, and peace, and happiness. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Doctor. You're All welcome. right, Giant Builders, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening. This has been... The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.